It's View From 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. Hey yo, good morning America, good morning Erica, who gave me good head while watching Good Morning America. It's episode 80 of View From 202, a short one, a short, quick one. Clearly we did not actually anticipate advancing in CCL. No. Because we did not schedule. Although it's kind of difficult to schedule anyway, but... Lo and behold, the Rebels have advanced past Club Deportivo Olympia and are now playing Tijuana on Tuesday. So that means we are now recapping last week's game against Olympia and looking forward to Tuesday against Tijuana away in Tijuana. Uh, and all of this is going to still be before our preseason, ep- our whole preseason preview shebang. Uh, but as always, it's. I don't think we're ever going to start the MLS season. Yeah, no. It's we're eventually going to get to like week thirty-three and be like, all right, finally, here's our preseason preview. Yeah. Somehow, just keep keep kicking the can on it. But it's the uh, it's the regular core gang of three: uh, Britt, Peaches, and Sam. How are you guys? Sick, sad. Uh, I I heard that as like like cool sick at first. It's like <laughs> wow. No, no. It's just Sorry. like well, like so like. Like under the weather, but then just like uh, emotionally distraught mm-hmm. that our our favorite central defensive midfielder over the age of twenty six is leaving uh, the Red Bulls mm-hmm. in Felipe Martins. Um, yeah. I there's no such thing as a favorite over twenty six for Jesse Marsh, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's true. I don't understand numbers larger um, than twenty six. Right. It's I, my knowledge that you die after then. I'm also because at over... which point you cannot use your parents insurance anymore so then you die from yeah. you know a cold oh that's true yeah. i am also go- getting over a bit of an illness um not quite to the extent that sam had i'm pretty sure i just got a cold from being is your illness ccl fever <laughs> <laughs> wow even no, you you, you, you you know like when you said that your your face kind of warped a little bit and looked like andrew weeby yeah, for yeah a brief second. Exactly. even with a new haircut yeah, it like, sounded like andrew weeby at the end of uh at the end of dax mccarthy's innocent uh, uh, <laughs> sidebar uh, it's come to you people not seen this. Yeah, video. before we really get into the important shit, aka the games, it's the really important shit. Dax McCarthy is innocent. We, I feel like we called out this video. It's required viewing for any listener of this podcast. Basically, we called it out. I think probably a literal on our fourth episode ever, maybe even our first. I don't. It know. might have been why we created this podcast. Yeah. Um. It it is the canonical text of the New York Red Bulls. So you need to go reference that. And yes, we are not misspeaking. It's Dax McCarthy is innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, we would know better. We have no idea where this came from. It's like the book of Job. It's just kind of like mysteriously predates everything ever known and uh, has like shared echoes throughout different mythologies in the universe. It's it's kind of like that. Um, so get on that. Uh, but yeah, we're on the tail end of a victorious week. We didn't play an MLS over the weekend, which is great. Thank God. Uh, the first good thing about our surprisingly promising schedule this year uh but we did play at home for the first time in 2018 on thursday and we won 2-0 um let's see how are we going to handle the the felipe news because i feel like the felipe news basically wraps into the playing of this game itself so felipe wasn't on the bench wasn't in the starting lineup because we later found out he was basically already traded yeah well okay so the the lineup comes out uh, an hour before the match, per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, Felipe is not in the 18, and everyone's like, "Okay, that that's pretty much that's that was pretty much confirmation yeah. in itself." Because yeah. Felipe literally, I think, only missed 
two one games. other game before this. Two overall. And the other game he missed before this was the final game against DC last season where, yeah. you know, everyone was literally it was like the twos, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And um, Gonzalo. Look, we have to, we can both defend Gonzalo and advocate for more playing time still and also accept that basically last year he was a reserve player and that was the core injustice to Gonzalo. But um, yeah, basically it was confirmed just through that really that Felipe, um, what th- there were probably more moves happening, but then basically at the same time Christian Dyer also said that things had advanced um, and that, uh, I can't remember if this was said before the game or after the game, but ba- it was said publicly that there was apparently comments given to the uh, dressing room before the game about Felipe's situation. Um, we can talk about the other end of the Felipe deal, I think, in segment two. Um, but I guess just as a very much for this game, it was very much fit into the literal chronology of how the game happened with yeah. the Felipe deal. Yeah. Because um, then you saw the lineup ma- uh, lineup come out and uh, the Shiza. I think I'm going with that. It's gonna be a, it's a it's a marriage of Riza and Shikawa. You're gonna be the only one. That's fine. I'll, I'll like, take the word. Like as a New York based team to have someone whose last name starts with R Z A and to call him. It's a hybrid. It's yeah, a little sure. bit Shiza. Yeah, the Shiza. Yeah. Whatever. You don't have to do it as well. But he's we, playing we you as well. You kind of sound stupid when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Whatever. <laughs> no, it is you who sounds stupid. <laughs> but Mark Shikovsky putting that out there. He's playing <laughs> the Shiza. Yeah. As though calling him the You know, at this point we're all going to call start calling him the Shiza. <laughs> mm-hmm. This was my trick. Um <sighs> anyway, he was starting uh which in defensive midfielder or like a well, we didn't a, know a this at fast. Well, are there yeah. defensive midfielders? Who knows? But yeah, he was a he's turned out to be in a more deep lying position alongside Tyler Adams, which uh, I think at first glance might have caught people by surprise since he only played what 10 15 minutes the week before. Yeah. Was not great in his display. Um, comes out though, does play kind of that more quick switch transition role in the center of the midfield next to Adams, and um. Look good the doing rest, it. Yeah, look good doing it. Yeah. The rest of the side was pretty much unchanged. Um, it was kind of a KG first 15 minutes. Then we kind of started asserting ourselves a little bit more. We had a couple uh, missed half chances, mixed, missed connections in the final third. Wasn't quite totally coming off. Bradley took, uh, you know, once again, one too many touches, like, on the six-yard line. We're getting blocked, which uh, gave From me, a great ball from a certain Alex Wheel. Yeah, uh, gave me flashbacks to, um, uh, you know, playoffs last year, yeah. kind of, oh, which was really man. frustrating. But I guess that was second half. But, yeah, Wheel uh, has a series of volleys and half volleys that – uh, go over, but was active in causing turnovers and getting into good positions. But uh, there was not a goal until Bradley Wright Phillips, the elder statesman of the side, eventually says, fuck it, I'll do it myself, <laughs> turns the defender and then smashes the ball really, really hard, yeah, really low yeah, to the point yeah. where the goalkeeper was totally just rooted in place. Um, boom, 1 0. Basically, well, okay, no. It didn't kill off the tie because I didn't appreciate this until later when I got home and saw a better angle of it where Olympia really oh. misses a sitter, oh. like a shockingly bad sitter at the other end. 
there's a shot that goes in from, I think, Torinos to Robles. He spills it, doesn't spill it off to the side, squares it right back to the center. And uh, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that Olympia's manager didn't just throw his PlayStation controller yeah, Reyes, on the ground. Reyes, I believe. <laughs> uh, I, just say that from experience. don't know yes. how he squared it on the other side of, of the post there. Um, and I think Reyes was one of those guys who uh, was playing in lieu of Moya or um, the, the other big player uh, that was missing Defiza issues. So uh, if you're an Olympia fan, that probably hurts a lot. If they had made that, it would have been 1-1, totally tied up on the series. Away goals don't count. For, you know, would have been even. Uh, but alas, they didn't make the sitter. Um, and we come back, put a little bit more pressure on, uh, regain composure, and Sean Davis scores off a deflected um, shot into goal. And... Uh, in those moments after the goal celebration, none other than Kaku enters the field for the first time at Red Bull Arena. It's up for debate whether or not he was announced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, do we have audio? Oh, that? if he starts, will he? Oh, I guess he will get announced because the, they announced the starting lineups. Yeah. It. Uh, I mean, it is fitting, I think, that you cannot really hear them announcing the announce because everyone was chanting yeah. during, during the we even tried recording it to yeah. make it like uh, we did well post it we posted it to twitter I think. and 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 you really can't hear anything yeah but I, I i demanded once again that they announce kaku still up for debate but uh he looked really good in his uh current spell or little spell of play but i won't go to on too long because we can talk about it more in length what do you guys think about this 2-0 win 3-1 aggregate win over Club, Deport- Club Deportivo Olympia? A uh, little messy in the first half. Um, I thought that like it just looked a little shaky. Um, uh, I, there were a few chances that, they, that, that, that Olympia had that made me a little nervy. Um, and then I think also the atmosphere in the stadium, uh, like it was pretty fascinating for it to be like mm-hmm. this huge presence for Olympia. Um, and maybe it wasn't just supporters of the club. Uh, it could have been just of the nation at large for, for Honduras. And so it was interesting to, 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 to like be in the stadium reminded me almost of like how it felt, uh, during the world cup qualifier, um, uh, where like you had a pretty noticeable like presence in the supporters section of like American fans. Um, but like you realized how many like non- uh, like Red Bull supporters there were whenever like there was a play that could have like really like turned the like, you, you know what t- I think I turned the of, game you know what I think kind of helped that is probably um, that everyone was wearing red yeah that's yeah, that's fair yeah like everyone in the crowd was kind of like all dressed in a color that might be supporting us because there are other kids what white yeah I did hear uh, scattered reports <clears throat> of there being uh multi-generational fans i guess where like the parents would be wearing olympia gear and the kids would be wearing red bulls gear Ooh. Which, oh, some, wow. which is kind of cool Ooh, yeah. uh, so it might be the kind of thing where like there's a little bit of cheering 
from for both and d- depending on what was going on in the game but you could tell like when there was like a really close chance you, yeah everyone everyone in the stadium would go ooh, and like yeah. it was yeah. you, like you kind of reminded how many like not red bull supporters or like right. or like a good offensive play there was just like a loud cheer afterwards and yeah it was just but, the, but this or a corner yeah, yeah but the, the sustained chanting from the south ward was pretty like prominent yeah uh, we were there for most of it except for the half hour that I got like suddenly, like <laughs> stuck in the beer line. Yeah, that was wild. Um, yeah, if anything, we were probably more insulated from the Olympia fan noise than most. I bet if you were elsewhere in the stadium, it probably was more noticeable. It sounded yeah. good on TV, though, for us. Yeah. It sounded like a good, I mean, it was a good atmosphere. Yeah. But but I think at the same time, like, there were, like, it, 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 it seemed like they could have actually scored first. Um and it didn't seem like we were fully, fully confident. I think we had a sh- some shaky moments in the back line. Mm-hmm. Ar- Ar- uh, Arian Collin uh, <laughs> did not did not look good again. Um, and so uh, I think we came back out in the second half and we um, we looked stronger and we actually executed on those chances. I think I finally figured out why he's calling him that. He's just reading the L's as like a double L, as like a Y kind of. So it's Orion Collin. Orion. 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 Yeah. Orion. yeah. But Orion. still, but he's, he's, the he's French. Yeah. Orion. Yeah. Um, Orion. Yeah. There were a couple of nervy moments. There's also, um, I, I forget what the the thing right before is. We got off on easy on it, kind of a fuck up. And then right afterwards, we had a goal kick. Um, oh, wait, no. It's when they put the ball in the net off of a handball, oh, yeah, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that was offside. I think based on the, I rewatched the game on Go90, and they said handball, okay. I think, on that. But um one which is nervy how uh that one Mar- goal. mario kind of uh put his hand up a little early and i i feel like it's harsh to say he stopped playing i feel like that's not totally true that he stopped playing but i feel like he let up a little bit assuming that it was maybe obvious that he had handball and i feel like handballs are really easy to not be given or especially to be this game also with the like CC, with these refs especially yeah. this game how um, many handballs were in this game alone so that was pretty uh i thought it was pretty daring um from rio i guess there to to kind of continue the run on when i didn't think it was as obvious as maybe it seemed but right after that i think uh that was when Robles uh, kicks it over to Taxi, who then gets pressured a little bit yeah, and, and has a bad movement. back pass. And it was like, ooh, gosh. And that, that little, like, five-minute spell uh, was was also a very uh, leaky moment. Mm-hmm. If, if I were an Olympia fan, at that moment, I would have thought, like, ball don't lie. And then he missed, and I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely nervy at times. And it kind of feels like we got a mulligan on that on that sitter miss that like we finally had a ball bounce our way which that's, has yeah, not in previous that's true i mean at the same time there were a few chances where like we should have just like clearly scored like there was like as you mentioned that point when bradley was just like like literally in front of goal like took it took seemingly forever to yeah. get rid of the ball and yeah. by the time he does it's too late there's a defender in front of him yeah i thought i i think you mentioned these like bounces you mentioned that like that going our way it seems like in general more bounces are kind of going our way looking at i it's a small sample size but it 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 feels like we've had a lot of lucky bounces for us we've had a lot of good like deflections off of other players when we pressure like the ball doesn't seem to go out as much Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's as as much of training or if we're just getting good luck in these round of plays i guess to a certain extent you do create your own luck yeah yeah i don't i mean i'm not sure if i can think of a specific specific example but that definitely balances out like the the i guess the misfortune we've been having with the referees 
it's just been like yeah insane i um i i think something substantial that i noticed was brad's goal for the for the first goal mm-hmm. um i mean if, if we want to continue on this bradley right phillips is going to be a late Thierry Henry motif um i remember i watched this one um video where Thierry Henry kind of just like talks about how to be a good striker he kind of like you know he I, a lot of people have probably seen this video. He mentions like, you know, you model yourself after Thomas Rule or not, not after Ronaldo, right? Because he's he's someone who's playing technically well. He's not a freak of nature. But at one point in this kind of like striker tutorial, he says um, that when you're going one on one or like looking at a keeper, you you watch him until he he freezes and then you shoot. And I I thought when Bradley made that goal, it reminded me like very vividly of Thierry Henry saying that mm-hmm. because the goalkeeper was obviously just flat on his foot and got lost on the near post. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously just kind of a common thing to tell, I think, young strikers or whatever, but I just, you know, that that gave me instant, like, connections. It did, uh, it did catch me offside, personally, and we were, you know, we were in 101 for this match, so we were, you know, kind of behind the goalkeeper, more or less. Um, th- I think there was something about his stride that he, he kind of took like a stutter step or something and hit quicker than I expected. Mm-hmm. I think part of that is that I feel like I don't see BWP do that that often. Yeah. So maybe I was not accustomed to it. Um, but yeah, I agree that there was kind of like a quicker pull on that um, and an unusual amount of pace. Usually it's like a more predictable set of two or three touches than trying to drag it to the far corner or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to that technical gift that, that that you mentioned before, but it's one of those things that I feel like Brett, you often say like, it just makes soccer look so easy where like he just like slots it perfectly right. into yeah. the side of the net or like into like that corner of the net and just everybody's kind of flat footed. Yeah. And like when you watch it from like where we were sitting in one one, it just like, it caught everybody off, but it looked like it was just so easy. Yeah. It was almost was like an like, accident. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 this well, was, it was a defensive str- accident. Almost, was, yeah, yeah, this was a... Uh, this one reminded me of... Gosh, was it last year or was it the year before? It might have been the year before uh, where we were playing Philly. And yeah, because it's when Philly were, a, were like kind of a playoff team. Yeah. And we were a little bit on a slide and we kind of needed an emphatic home oh, win. Oh, and then scores. And uh, no, like right off of the second half kickoff, there was a long ball that Bradley latched onto, which is kind of unusual for that season. But he just took one touch and then smacked the living shit out of it right into the net. And I was that was just like the, one of the most hyped goals I've ever <laughs> I've ever seen at RBA. Like it was, it was kind of important for the season in a way. But like you know, situationally, it wasn't hugely important. But that this goal reminded me of that one a little bit and kind of just the way that he hit it square on the nose. Yeah, uh, Sean Davis goal also reminded me of another Sean Davis goal last season i don't remember which game it was but he had kind of a, a goal that he shot from outside the box and deflected was it, it was it against orlando Man, Man, montreal one of the chicago he definitely had a goal against orlando i think that, um but from like a little further out yeah two goals from outside the 18 this uh <clears throat> at, without felipe do you think you'd ever would have heard wow. that wow but Good things never, happen. Never forget shoot, that like long ass goal Wait, from on. Danny Royer against yeah. Minnesota. So oh, yeah. it's yo, definitely there. Yo, disrespect to Felipe. How do you shoot from outside the box when you just traded the man away? I know that uh, that's his territory. Yeah. I would say for PWP, uh, I thought it was noticeable in the first half that the offense ran through him a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah, I think we struggled to establish ourselves in the midfield as much, and in the meantime, we were actually surprisingly effective at tossing it up to Bradley, <clears> him kind of tucking more in the midfield 
and then um you know holding it up for a second or two and then getting and, a one two off yeah uh off to Royer or somebody do off you, the side do you think that is attributed in some capacity to like to uh the rizza not not actually playing that often alongside uh Adams and like because because I, I feel like over the course of the game we got a lot more comfortable and I think a lot of that has to do with the two goals that we scored but I also think that like we just looked a lot better in the in the midfield and we actually could build plays out of it I think a lot of it also had to do with um just kind of off the ball movement like yeah. when Bradley gets the ball up there and holds it up like you see more... oh I mean I, I don't I don't I don't disagree with that yeah. at all I'm just saying that I think that during the first 45 minutes of the game we looked shakier than we did in the second half and i think that some of it came from the midfield i just didn't know if like if 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 like we're i don't know like are we gonna see uh more of this go directly to bradley are we gonna see play being developed in the midfield as well yeah i mean i think davis was took about 15 minutes to really find the pockets of space that he eventually did yeah and um part of that i think rippled on to shakovsky and adams as well um, but I think once Davis found like where exactly to, to slip in between the, uh, the, you know, defensive midfielder of Olympia, um, we improved cohesively way more, mm-hmm. um, after that, uh, we did have a tactical shift in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the second half, we went back to five in the back. Um, didn't look like we really missed a beat. Um, I think Adams looked better. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I like him in that right wing back spot. He just like I, he looked I, good, confident. I said this last season. I I, I think Adams has the skill set for being like a, a pacey wide player. Dare I say, um, this is this is at least a fifty percent opinion, if not yeah. predominant yeah. opinion. I think out there. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's mine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's still growing into it. Um, but well, the light, central midfield is now his. In yeah. That was um, either an actual quote or paraphrased that uh, Jesse Marsh that Jesse said that basically Tyler's going to run the midfield now instead of Felipe, um, or that we have Tyler now. Um, but I guess before we talk more globally, uh, only other thing I'll mention before Goat and Woat is that we see appearances I think from Etienne and Rivas as well. Is that right? Yep. 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 Um, okay, Rivas. Uh, um, I think had a good spin or had a good turn on one guy, but didn't necessarily have the vision. Can we clarify about Carlos Rivas being our large <laughs> son? <laughs> Carlos Rivas, yes, is our is wearing all all whites that we were wearing on uh, last Thursday, which is an interesting look. Uh, I like to have it in the repertoire. I don't know if I want it every day, but you know, good good thing to have in the repertoire. It emphasized uh, Carlos's endearing quality huge ass. as being our His large thickness. adult son. Oh my gosh. No. Large muscular <laughs> brawny. It's it's his shoulders. The man is the man is built. He, he's broad, opinion. yeah. He's yeah. very no, he's very he's very like he is very built like that. Yeah. Um there's there's a schism, by the way, listeners. A schism? In, no, in, no, no, there's an additional schism. I'm the dumbass for saying shaka or schism. <laughs> you're out here saying schism? Like what okay, fine. Where there's it a, actually there's, has sorry. pronunciation. There we go. <laughs> there's a schism in view from 202 i'm sorry i was just german words um uh that sam and i would prefer to call our our, our carlos rivas um the thick boy mm, i the think this is der- more derisory but i i err more towards on uh what uh well your initial one was that 
he was our swole son. But now in the tradition of uh, Gia Tolentino's uh, immortal, immortal article that I think everyone should read, and I posted to Twitter today, he's our large <laughs> adult son. Uh, you can also refer to the also immortal click hole quiz, which of my garbage sons are you? Um, if you feel inclined, so inclined, you can replace the four garbage sons with uh, Fidel... Taxi, Amir, and Carlos. Um, I think it might work very well if you just imagine them instead. Um, but we all uh, love them dearly and want to protect them from any sort of uh, defamatory remarks whatsoever. So stay the fuck away from Carlos. And on that note, we're not at preseason yet, but I just want to say uh, in reviewing what happened over the weekend, uh, Atlanta United fans, you've been fucking warned. If you talk shit about Salvatore Zizzo, look what fucking happens to you. All right, you all fucking put some fucking respect on Salvatore Zizzo's name. Nobody can talk shit about him, uh, but us, and we do it reservedly and with qualification. It's not, it's not the wotest. It's the zotest. It's different. All right, this, this is what you deserve is a four 0 smackdown for disrespecting our most okay pretty pretty okay player <laughs> in franchise history so uh fucking take notice that said goat and woat for two to no win against um cock oh. <laughs> <laughs> he did look good he, he looked good but I, I i wouldn't say that that's good enough for giving him goat i um i thought that uh shikowski looked really um solid in that like he gave me enough to reassure me about that position mm-hmm. um so i'll give him godist oh. yeah i'm having a really tough time saying his actual name shatkovsky i think the Shatkovsky. the mnemonic device it's that the Shatkovsky. team uh, yeah that's team has been Shatkovsky. is issuing has been a sh cough like you're coughing and skiing Shatkovsky. yeah cool okay yeah he had a great game um uh, i had my doubts when i saw felipe was not in the lineup uh especially considering i was both sad and uncertain uh that we would um i don't know play well and and i think he reassured reassured those doubts and i'm excited to have him and adams as a partnership in the midfield this season Uh it's uh yeah unclear what the second string is but again i'll leave that to a segment two or maybe the preseason um i'll go with uh I'll go with Bradley, like the fuck it, I'll do it myself thing yeah. from him. But also, I do like that first half showing kind of a new aspect to his game because I also think it's important to note that his hold-up play was not necessarily like, you know, Emil Heskey, like, mm-hmm. just muscle the shit out of people. It was um, more, you know, I think positional and nuanced and, and aware of space. Not that I don't mean to just drag Emil Heskey randomly either. It's not like he wasn't, he wasn't totally spatially unaware. Yeah, I'm going to give a shout-out too long uh kamar and maria who i all i thought played well mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a great great segue into the vote <laughs> yeah because yeah. he named everybody else on the back line yep. <laughs> <laughs> except colin <laughs> so I'm, uh yeah interestingly say maria though i guess this might be my zote because huh my honorary you zote can't have one <laughs> no, sorry it's dead yeah disrespect his name that are rep- don't bring, don't bring the whole curse back <laughs> the repote that rest in pieces of all time um but uh there's a lot of those i could yeah. be like oh. the I'm just gonna release a dictionary of oats otists yeah the um 
I thought Mario looked composed and confident, but also overconfident at times where he seemed to be kind of feeling it, but then also like would kind of lapse then and be like, Oh, whatever. Like if, if I need to like chase down a guy, I can, I can overcompensate for it. Would be like, I don't know if you're totally right there, Amir. Maybe you need to like (laughs) cheat a little bit more. I thought he grew into the game a little bit more. I mean, he tried a lot of stuff that you wouldn't expect a regular right back in MLS to try. I think once he got like, he got, he got, he took a knock, like a pretty hard one. And that was when he got, kind of sidelined right yeah um and and i think at that point on i thought he his like he got into the game a little bit more yeah. so so i think he grew into it for sure at the top of this week's uh, match day video which i gotta say i want to give props to those because those match day videos have been really good as a late um that the team does at the top of it starts with mario and people giving shikovsky a guide on how to say his name <laughs> okay not or murillo mario um okay so who's your wotus then I guess Colin. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. Like, yeah. all, I think all of it's just related to this Felipe trade because it, it was just like readily apparent that our issue wasn't in central midfield. It was in central defense. Colin just yeah. seems to look a step behind. He doesn't have the athleticism to get back. Um, I think he's okay in the air, but, you know, like the reason we got Tim Parker is because he can also head a defensive ball. Yeah. Too. I mean, like I, I wanted to be bigger on Aurelian Colin, and I feel like of the three of us, I'm the biggest on him. Like, uh, if like him being back and healthy could actually be a good thing. Um, but like, he just hadn't, he hasn't had a good preseason overall. Oh, I like, mean, it's great that he's back and healthy, obviously. Yes, yeah. yeah, but like, even as like you know, even that he's healthy, like it, I just think overall, it just hasn't been very good. And like, mm-hmm. I've been looking for reasons to like you know put a positive spin on his performances. Uh, and like last last week like you know it was like oh like he was tasked with like the best attacker like on the mm-hmm. on, on on olympia's side like this you know big like big striker like he had a lot to do but at the same time like gave up a shitty penalty and then just had a pretty poor performance um uh, uh in this last leg and then like he literally started off the preseason with an own goal like just like wasn't it just i feel like he's just been off and and it's uh it kind of, I don't know, it's a nice segue into, like, this new addition we've got in our back line in Tim Parker. Yeah, yeah I guess I'll, I'll concur and go with Colin here as well um, for reasons stated. Uh, let's take a quick break. Um, and in segment two, we'll talk about the uh, consequences of the trade, i.e. Tim Parker and um, our new depth chart, and then look toward the first leg of our quarterfinal against a Liga Amekis team, which I believe is our first ever competitive game against a Liga Amekis team, which is, I think, really exciting. Catch us after the break. No ramble, huh, no ramble. Like ramble, like ramble, like ramble. Huh. These niggas need pussy to tangle. Huh. I swear I'm a MC, no ramble. Huh. No ramble, like ramble. Huh. Like ramble, like ramble, like ramble. These niggas need pussy to tangle. Huh. I swear I'm a Okay, if you ever get shot at me, try my peacock, peacock. It's the same fucking color as rabies, weasel. Okay, you won't want to comprehend my lingo. Like I'm indigo, and then that pussy, I tango. Matter of fact, with the pussy, like they did the Django. Dancer, like, give me a, like a hat made from Kango. I had to cut me more lead than fucking color pencils. No ammo, but I'm still killing these like Rambo. Uh, hey, Rambo. Hey, Rambo. Rambo. See, nigga, flip flop like a sandal. Like a Only live for a set like a candle. I'ma light that ass up like Earth's mantle. Hey, no arrow. Uh, Montana. Boy, bitch, I look pretty on the camel. Baby, nipple, I don't need bananas. Rip the game, no bad pocket bandana. Kidding me, thinking that you are not a Piccadilly. Rice in my pocket, the lesson pass without the lily. Smoke a presidential like the name of it is Hillary. Like, bro, she said that she feel my energy. Ooh, with my 
and she kung fu grip that no huh rocket like slip not grip and it in my wrist watch no rumble huh, no rumble like rumble like rumble like rumble huh. these niggas need pussy to tangle huh. i swear i'm a mc no ammo huh. no ammo like rumble huh. like rumble like rumble like rumble huh. these niggas need pussy to tangle huh. i swear i'm a mc no ammo okay uh, all right, segment two of episode 88, uh, View from Tootoon. I guess this is our uh, Ronaldinho episode. We're starting to get up to those numbers of players. I guess two episodes again would have been our Aurelian Colin episode uh, in the past, which might be appropriate. Um, but uh. let's talk about <laughs> the trade. Um, so, uh, as you know, we've sent away our beloved Felipe um, for Tim Parker, which... Uh, Actually, last week, as of last week's episode, we were kind of in the point in the news cycle where this rumor had been reported, but then people were starting kind of to rush out and say, oh, no, come on, this is far away. Don't, like, just settle or just, um, you know, yeah, just shovel the team, I guess, by, you know, spreading rumors. It sounds like they're really far off. Lo and behold, sitting here on Monday, again, it's uh, it's happened all the way. We actually met them uh halfway with our gam and tam we're sending them 500k or so in uh gam and tam over two years uh so a hefty price for the 25 year old um or is he 24 i don't know from 25 and i think it's just tam over two years oh, okay yeah um which it, which apparently valued less is so it's like a million dollars worth of Gam. Other way around. Sorry. Million dollars worth of TAM is equivalent to one point four million dollars worth of GAM. Oh, okay. But that's that's a estimation. It's not like a formal Well, sure, I mean but, like yeah. based on the literal TAM for gamma trades that have happened in the Right. Yeah. But it's not like you can like go to MLS and be like, We would like to exchange. Exchange this, this yeah. yeah. There's no exchange. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Maybe like trading with that. the bank in <laughs> Catan. Um but uh yeah, so hefty price for the Hicksville, New York Long Island native, uh, former St. John's teammate of Connor Laid, former first round draft pick of the Super Draft, and now I guess three year MLS veteran. Um, the guy comes with a lot of praise. Uh, I think coming off a U.S. national team call up. Yeah, uh, I, I think I'm not alone here in saying that we. I, I don't know him intimately. I just know secondhand that there's been. An, an unusual mountain of praise for this guy, which almost makes me nervous because it's like, how could this possibly deliver? Um, I don't know. What do you take on Tim Parker, number twenty-six for he, the New York Red Bulls? He's got a, he's got a lot of good experience so far. Um, uh, yeah, like at Vancouver, started most games that he's you know been there for the team, um, and and he got drafted, right? So. He was yeah. Was he like uh, number thirteen? I think. Sure. Uh, and and so he's been playing almost every game since then, um, and he's been playing well. Uh, and, and I think it's nice that we have somebody like somebody local um, yeah. with, with with good experience in the league. He's also been he's borne the captain's armband for them a few times for mm-hmm. Vancouver. Um, so he's definitely held. You know, I, I assume that's when when Waston is when when Waston's out out uh, on international duty. But but I would say that like we have a leader uh, coming into the squad, which is which is great. Well, wasn't Tim Parker explicitly on your wish list? Yes, uh, and incorrectly. At, uh, so this <laughs> was like. <laughs> 
what was this like three three weeks ago yeah at the end of and the end of uh it was like with like juan's segment um where like i said that we should get parkhurst uh oh. which i in which was incorrect uh and then you which you, is obviously which, incorrect. Which, which everybody like paused and was like well, sam what are you talking what? about <laughs> and then uh I, you uh peaches clarified that i meant parker um and then yeah so it's fu- funnily enough three weeks ago it happened yeah Called sam is shit. nostradamus sam what are my lottery numbers uh, i'm not gonna tell you them um jesse said that he wanted tim parker for the past two years yeah really yeah hey yep. you see when it comes to this at least two years that that very well could be true but when it comes to those kind of quotes like i also like don't believe a fucking I word could jesse see says. So, no jesse kind of i feel like jesse's playing like me and katan where he'll straight away stuff to get the the one resource that he wants oh my god this is me and vancouver's gonna win fucking mls cup <laughs> now i'm furious with you because this is what happens every time and so this, plays this is why we never win <laughs> yeah right? it's because peaches is has sitting on two fucking points and has no chance of winning and th- does these garbage trades with whoever is clearly winning and they win the next turns just so we can build one extra road yeah. so this is a very bad omen can yeah can i actually uh <laughs> <laughs> um um just just to reassure everyone i have won at Catan a couple of times at least okay. so it's not like we're never gonna win yeah like like emirates cup like that's how you uh, yeah. make equivalent. You, you've won the La Manga Cup equivalent of Catan. Congrats! Uh, a couple of supporter shields. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> to that point, though, like in all seriousness, like it does feel like our trades are a little heavy-handed, and, and like so, I think of like like we traded uh, Dax away, and I think part of what's so weird to me is that I feel like this battle for like Dax versus Felipe. Uh, it, it seemed like Felipe kind of won, and it seemed like Jesse's vision for the club had kind of won, and that we were going to have Felipe as this player who'd be around for you know four or five years. And so, I find it so odd that it, it took just a year to then ship him off and go somewhere else. And it almost feels like we didn't even need to trade away Dax for allocation money in the first place. It feels like we we it, hypothetically like assume that if we wanted uh, Tim Parker for the last two years, he'd be valued at a lot less, right? Mm-hmm. And right. Felipe was valued, you know, he was rated relatively high. Like he had experience. He's this, you know, good box to box midfielder can play in any position. Or in more the midfield. importantly, he had played as a ten in Vancouver in Montreal for Jesse, exactly, and been successfully moved to more of an eight and at times six. So it's like Jesse demonstrated that he could basically play anywhere in the midfield. Yes, That's and he has a tremendous amount of value. Why would we waste all this time getting, you know, uh, with this power struggle when, like, we conceivably could have just traded Felipe for Parker That's, with, without, even right. with, without Tam. No, like, I, like, I think that, like, the, the Parker's value was a lot lower well, last year, well, and Felipe's value is still pretty high. Right, but you're the one who brought up that it, giving away Tam kind of feels like we're just paying down Felipe's contract. That is what we're doing. I mean, yeah, Tam basically I think, should be I think we are, but but we traded away Dax to get Gam, and 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 I think that like you know obviously well, they're not, obviously we, yeah. not, they're not valued the same. But I feel like if we were really smart about this, and Jesse actually saw what he sees now last year, we could have been much more efficient right. with these types of trades. I mean, just from a team building's perspective, rather than necessarily even just the return, it does seem that if we were going to deal all three, we could have kept. 
if the question was Dax or Felipe for that first year, we could have kept club legend Dax for a year. Kind of captain, su- leader. captain, leader, sunset him a little bit more. Met- potential mentor for Tyler Adams. Trade away Felipe at the point where he's still kind of just more of an, a guy. Um, and then open up the space. Yeah, because lo and behold, it turned out that Davis was a more advanced player than you know, we appreciated the time. Davis ended up playing more advanced anyway and basically wide. Played wide. Yeah. yeah. Attacking. Yeah. Fully so attacking. I, I would think that I I would even go out there and say Dax over Felipe was not a fatal mistake, but I think if we could go back and do it again, I would do the opposite. Um I but just yeah, I, 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 I don't I don't think the narrative holds anymore though. Like it just like it, Well okay, before we get to narrative though, because I don't I feel like that's gonna take us on a tangent. But we could have, you know, kept Dax for a year to sure. sunset him a little bit, traded Felipe before he became kind of like an integral part of the team, before he and, and this goes to what I said I think a little bit on Twitter from the account, was that, you know, losing his skill set isn't necessarily as painful as much as the fact that like the team actually seemed like to have a good group of guys who were pushing each other and motivating each other and that Felipe was very active in that and that he felt clearly at home and he posted a photo of his second newborn declaring him literally a permanent RBNY <laughs> signing which okay yeah maybe a little naive on Felipe's part and like it's not necessarily the Red Bulls fault that you know he did that but that's definitely a part of it well, that clearly really never have a major life event yeah yeah it's, exactly. <laughs> don't get married don't yeah. have kids i think some somebody said like bwp better not have his bar mitzvah anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, but uh yeah so part of it is that you know if we were willing to be cut through it this whole time um it would have seemed i guess to your point saying me to be more convenient or more uh uh, to the point of where we are now to have traded Felipe earlier yeah, on I, rather than Dax. I guess, like, I, I spent all this time, like, trying to, like, convince myself that, like, okay, like, the Dax trade, you know, I, I rationalized it for reasons X, Y, and Z. And part of it was that, like, oh, Felipe is going to be this, like, integral player in the midfield. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it takes it takes a fucking year and a longer uh, a thing. And so... He played so many minutes I was convinced that it would be impossible for him to not play. And that, like, despite, like, you know, I guess I think everything other than his personality on the field would make him, like, the perfect captain right <laughs> which i think yeah. is like everything you need in a captain unfortunately uh but like he's the type of player you just kind of assumed would be here for like at least like 30 because like yeah least. you you were you were like kind of romanticizing at one point about how long we'll have felipe because he's so young right yeah now. His, he, we'll it, have was for at least six years exactly and i should have known that Jesse listens to this. And it's you, like, no. yeah. Jesse listens to us, and he's just like, no, can no romanticizing <laughs> at all. No, Jesse saw that photo of of his baby in the onesie and went, oh, I got it. <laughs> you know what I think happened? I no think, worries. Honestly, I think Jesse and Dennis um, never watched the Curry Party episode of oh <laughs> of Giant Killing because they clearly tell you what a club is about. It's about heart and community, and no, we just cut away all of all of our uh, yeah. Any but sentimental value. Some of my worry about that has been significantly uh, ameliorated by the fact that we went out there and won the game and played strong even after this had happened because right. it would suggest that the, you know the team that the squad is not like shell shocked by a the strong departure. State. And based on the quotes that they give, it really does seem like these guys have strongly internalized the cutthroat nature of what's going on now, and, and they understand they could be gone uh, at any is time. That good? I, I don't know. I would like this to be a place people could like. Do people want to come here if they just see like, oh, I became an important player? Cut. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, that could be the beginning of a broader discussion about like you know 
player free agency and like sure you know transfer structure within MLS. Yeah, but, but is, is Jesse's like mentality towards this being like the kind of cutthroat nature of right? Like, yeah, do people want to play for him? It, I think it's a fair question. Um, but uh, like, think about all the people that we were talking about from the outside looking in. Like, it doesn't make any sense to them. If we're trying to sign players like within the league, what are they seeing? Yeah. Granted, we we don't do that very often anymore. When's the last time we signed a player with from within the league? Technically, Dilly Duca. Tim Parker. That that's a fun <laughs> one. But we traded for him, yeah. and he, Tim Parker is coming home. Uh, but yeah, until he gets shipped off to fucking NYCFC. Uh, yeah, it's fucking. That's the, like I'm shocked we haven't done it yet. <laughs> like you know, but if the reports are do you true think that, at this point, like I don't think we can trade with them at this point. I mean, like we do it with DC, but City is like it's okay, still. This like, is, I was gonna say this. I think at whenever we play DC again, I think that's one factor that's contributing to my more fresh uh, hatred of City right now is that we do business with DC, DC yeah. and the fact that like beyond kind of like small potato, like a year long mayor alone, and yeah. like you know Salzazo being on City for like two minutes. Um, we haven't dealt that with all them happened also in the I first th- season. Yeah, too. I think that also um you know makes them feel like way more of like not like th- that we clearly fucking hate them institutionally. Like we both have nothing that want nothing to do with each other. But I do like the suggestion that City was also after them. We beat them out for them. And I do like and signing DC. local guys. DC was after them as well. All right. So. And I do think it's good to have uh like, you know, the more coaches and like families in the area who were just experimenting it's like oh yeah like you know the red bulls are like our our team like yeah. tim plays for them you know tim right like the more that we have that in the whole region i think is a good long-term which thing. is which is why i totally just think that jesse's trying to recreate the center back pairing of laid and parker Maybe, from the yeah. good old college they say already have the chemistry together Did what if Lade that's play... the starting lineup against uh tijuana is that they play laid and parker because the, they already okay, have the, team, the chemistry. the team published a thing today that was unusually exactly, exactly unusually strong and being like yeah we'll play this guy immediately you don't fucking dare us same we'll thing it. happened with colin though when game in yeah we pretty much plugged it in plugged him in um but to be fair wait, we were actually having a center back crisis did laid really play center back for st john's in college they, that's oh the whole God. thing is like yeah. he played Amazing. center back in college and what college was that st john's with none other than tim parker i did see that uh they like won the biggest championship at red bull arena when mm-hmm. they played uh, which I think that's great. We should be hosting, like, you know, as long as the grass doesn't get fucked up, we should, like, try to take advantage of our, you know, state-of-the-art facility and make it so, like, that's a place where youth uh, soccer players, like, you know, envision themselves. Like a Red Bull Bowl for the Big East or something? Yeah, or it's, like, you know, kind of like MSG, you know, kids, like, shooting a basketball mm, okay, around, okay, like, okay. Or envi- envision themselves hitting a game-winning shot at MSG. If you're, like, for soccer and you're, like, trying to imagine yourself, like, winning, you know, the championship, like, we should get kids trying to imagine doing that at RBA. The road to Red yeah. Arena. I mean, I also think it's true for, like, the She Believes Cup was there on Sunday. Like, mm-hmm. I think we should basically try to make us be the home stadium of the women's national team. That would be great. I mean, also, it's not going to happen. What happens if like, we play Costa Rica, right? <laughs> the women Uh-oh. don't have a problem with that. It's only the <laughs> fucking worthless men who can't do shit. Um, this is anyway. a broad statement. Yeah. Um, but it does make me nervous back on the midfield side of again, though, that our now low key, most integral part of the team is a off injured 
midfielder who's yeah, on yeah, loan. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not, I don't think it's going to happen that they're going to recall him randomly, but it I could. I don't think he has a recall. It plus. could. I mean, it, does it matter? I mean, if it's Red Bull to Red Bull, I feel like there can be a, red, a recall cause if they really want well, a recall I, cause. I guess, like, there's the only solutions are, like, all right, we have uh, um, Davis who can drop in if need be. Um, which is obviously Caceres not desired. Hopefully desirable. Yeah, Cat Caceres, right? Yeah. We discussed his proper pronunciation. Caceres. There, there's an accent on the A. Um, um, and and so yeah, once he is like full, like you know, fully in like into the eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he he could be great. Um, I don't know, maybe and like Aaron Long. The worst case, yeah, Aaron Long comes back and plays as central defensive midfielder, like he Vincent did in college. Bezicor. The Beza. Also, if we have, uh, if he's still on the if team, we, if we have an issue with finding a a six, we just play three in the back. Uh, we can yeah, do that three now. three three one. Yeah, yeah with, but then who plays in that role? Because Adams would be the right wing back. No, I guess Maria would be the right wing back, and then Adams and would play in the center back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, these are all worst case scenarios. Yeah. Right. So not, not it's, gun, it's not, not wood. sure. Uh, so it's not like I'm not too concerned about central midfield anymore, seeing how Shutkovsky played, but he. But if you told me a month ago that one of our most pivotal players and potential improvements is Mark Shikovsky, I'd be I'd shocked. Be, I'd be, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, no, like a month ago, I was kind of like hoping like, oh, maybe if he stays healthy, he can be a good contributing member of this team. But no, now he's a starter. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, was, I mean, in. at the time, I was also imagining him being like a, you know, Mohamed Keita kind of level, like attacking threat that he would throw in every once in a while. Omer Damari? Uh, well, no, not quite. But speaking of Omer Tamari, Tim Parker's clearly a huge fan because he took his number, 26. Wow. Um, but, yeah, who would have known? Uh, so I think, like, that is a resounding door slam yeah. on an era of New York Red Bulls football, I'm going to say. Yeah, 2015 squads, like, over. I posted that. Like, the part of the, like, team that, like, everybody, like, ranted and raved about. Yeah. Like, yeah. the pivotal three midfielders of the Red Bulls. Yeah. All well, not only that, but also Lloyd Sam, Mike Grella. Sure. I, I mean, those players, too. The only one but, like, but, I mean, like, come on. Every article that was written yeah. about this team was about the midfield. Yeah. A bang. Still on our team. Where, where in the world? Santa <laughs> told about. If you look at the 2015 roster, it's like shocking. Yeah, it's uh, also like Marius Obikop. Yeah, if you'd asked me, <laughs> if you'd asked me if Obikop <laughs> and Miller were on the team, I would have been like, no. Oh, I no, forgot no. Roy Miller was on that team. Yeah, there's some. Um, what about Wallace? Yeah, Anthony well, Wallace. Where's is there. Wallace? Where is yeah. Anthony? I don't oh. think he's speaking playing of in MLS Michael anymore. B. Jordan. <laughs> but um, yeah. It, Total turnover now. It's a new era. I feel safe to all the mm. all of the center backs. Yeah, like, Hon- all, like like all of them. Honestly, I'm so down with our center backs. Yeah, right let's now. talk about the center backs depth chart before moving on to the game. Whole lot going on there right now. So I think the team's been pretty pretty up front. Tim yeah. Parker is our guy. Yeah, uh, hope he's good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know he's good. I hope he continues to be good. Um, but Parker and Long's presumptive pairing that leaves. I'm Ryan. not even going to talk about the potential longevity of that partnership because as soon as I say it, <laughs> Jesse yeah. Jesse's going to trade off. Long away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that the longevity. Yeah, um, <laughs> but that leaves Aurelian Colin as the uh, f- you know second choice or like you know first first name in maybe mm-hmm. sitting on a heftier salary in an international spot mm-hmm. am i crazy to be thinking now that um like this seems like a more obvious 
uh, you know, low hanging fruit well, to pick off if you're trying to trim this this roster. That's yes, but I don't like how. What's the attitude on Fidel Escobar's loan? Yeah, I don't know. It's frustrating to me because if you told me, you know, two months ago, I would have gladly been like, yeah, cut bait on Colin now and get a replacement. But now that we're on the doorstep of the season, I don't really want to, you know, suddenly trade and then release a guy who we were suggesting as a potential captain option. Like, that kind of hurts. If we had done it two months ago, sure, yeah, like we can prepare for that. You know, guys are are, can offboard and onboard accordingly. Um, but yeah, I don't know Escobar's situation. I don't know. Redding also seems to have his uh, career yeah. thrown a, a big wrench at because now he's all of a sudden he choice. went. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just I think that at this point Jesse's going to keep uh, just like his propensity is going to be toward younger younger yeah, players, yeah. and so like I, I feel like the most likely scenario, which is just like feels so weird to even say because like yeah, a few weeks ago like I was like. Uh, not convinced, but like slim chance that Aurelian Colin could be the captain of this team. Yeah. Uh, but like, could he could just go? We could ship him off to another club, like conceivably like Minnesota, be like back with Adrian Heath. Yeah, it would like, be a salary dump though. Yeah, Heath That's, got rid of Colin. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they get along. But well. but but I don't think yeah, he has very many options because they already gave up what three goals in their first game mm. at Minnesota. But I think it's something like that where like like if we wanted to look to to, to get rid of this get rid of salary. What if we got Salzizo back? Somebody was suggesting <laughs> to Sakaya yes. him and kick him upstairs basically and the coach. Potentially, staff, yeah. But, yeah. And I think he I think he is like yeah. well regarded within, many, within the club. And uh, I think people, and, he likes being here. Yeah, I think so. But so did Felipe. Uh, like I, you know, like it, at what point does that well, even Felipe's matter? not like close to retire. How many center back coaches do you need though? Sakaya is already the defensive coach for the twos. Does yeah. Colin just kind of become like a. I don't know, also, I don't know. we. I would say we. Would. Maybe he can teach Jesse how to speak Spanish. Maybe because yeah. I don't know if we've done enough. That's Honestly, true, yeah. we we should have five senior backs though as depth for this season. That's true. It's a good problem to have. It's unusual for but us. Like, Think if only we... a year ago, or two years ago, Chris Duvall <laughs> and Taxi were our two starting center backs. <laughs> yeah, and now we have five, maybe Goodness. six. Carl, Carl we not remember that? Yeah. Good old days. But, yeah, I think the long and short of it is that Escobar, um, Ndam, and Redding are fighting for their lives right now, yeah. which is good. You want guys fighting for their lives. Right. Especially ideally. if they're that young. I mean, could we conceivably have six center backs? Like, we, like, like yeah. could, would we just have, like... A six in the back formation? Would we just have Redding and Ndam, like, go start every game at the twos? Yeah, we that's a good starting oh, right. pair for the two. Kevin Pollitz is also a signed first team player, isn't he? Ben Mines, he's not. A, he's not a right, defender. No, like, yeah, okay, yeah. Kevin Pollitz, does he play center back? I thought yeah. he played fullback. No, he's a center back. He scored a goal in the their final wow. preseason game this well, weekend. He'll, he'll get shipped to the twos then. No, I think he's already on a yeah, season long loan to the twos. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, right. So exactly. So that's, but that's seven. But, but I think that like that that's a more likely scenario. Yeah. I think that we learned our lesson for being like just like wildly like under yeah. like we underprepared for we, like center back injuries, yeah. so, especially when we played three in the back last season. It made no sense to have yeah. like one extra center back. And who would have thought that Aaron Long is sitting king on top of it now? It's crazy. I know, right? Um, the so among that like second tier of guys. Okay, let's prefiguring that Colin is still kind of like kind of first tier, will be first mm-hmm. guy called up. Among that second tier of Escobar, Redding, Ndom, 
like who do you think is top of the pack right now and uh, most likely escobar yeah okay. Cause I, just because he's played with our team, yeah. I just think that Redding, Redding needs more time. Yeah, but yeah. but I think he has like he has arguably arguably like the biggest upside yeah. out of all of those players. Might be personally frustrating for him to have been going from basically starting last year, I think, to, to fifth to, choice. Yeah, but that's what happens when you move to a bigger club. Yeah. So, um, cool. Any other? Uh, I guess while we're on the back line talking depth, try the new rumor that uh, once Semestro posted is basically going to happen last friday is that moreno is going to be released but then re-signed by by the twos twos, and that duncan the uh right back trialist former academy product brooklyn native will be signed as a right back quite like that i like that a lot you you 20 um national team setup guy two um yeah uh that's the french league two um and uh looking at our depth chart as well uh, both of our depth fullbacks are Connor Laid, <laughs> yeah. assuming that Adams needs to stay more to his position in the middle of the field. So I like having the help. Still means that Laid's our second choice left back, which I think it's is a fine. significant. Yeah, I love Laid, but it, he's not taxi. He's a depth um, player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's like in the role that like Zizzo should have been if we were not so injury prone. Right. Right. It's just yeah. like, like right. he's like great to have right. in like very like you know situations. And, yeah. Yeah. If Mourinho goes, well, Mourinho's going to go to the World Cup, though, which means that, will will Duncan play or will Adams play? I don't know. We'll worry about that when we get closer, I guess. Um, and Taxi will be gone for a couple friendlies as well because Jamaica always schedules a lot, a lot of them, and he goes to all of them. Um, cool. So let's go to Tuesday's game. Um, as I said, I think this is our first ever competitive series against a Liga Mekis team or a Mexican team since I guess Liga Mekis is only the recent rebranding of the Mexican league, um, which I think is really exciting. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the hate that CCL gets is for the earlier rounds, which the group mm-hmm. stages are now no more. Um, and like these first rounds, you know, are in preseason and teams kind of can't make up their mind if they really want to promote <sighs> them. And Central, well, the American, refereeing is still- Central American teams are not, uh, necessarily big draws, and I think that leads to these smaller crowds. But I think once you get down to nuts and bolts of it, and you play these two-legged ties against Liga Mekis teams, it's great. And I'm really glad that we're finally here to do it, and we did not shit the bed again like we did against Vancouver. Um, so we're playing uh, Zolos de Tijuana. Um, actually, I don't know if that's technically how you say it, but um, Tijuana is, I think they won the Apertura last year. Um, they are in sixth place in Liga Mekis right now um, with uh, 16 points. They have, in, in 10 matches, they have 10 goals for and six goals against. And three of those goals for were last weekend. Uh, so they do not really score a ton. They don't really give up a ton either. The week before, uh, they did draw no no against Club America who are uh, second in the table right now. So they seem to be kind of coming into some slightly more decent form. However, these are not like the monsters that we could play against. This is not Club America. This is not Tigres. Um, I think Seattle uh, kind of lucked out with Guadalajara. Yeah. They're just like, they're tanking right now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Guadalajara is in 16th place of 18th right now. So form-wise, I think that was a good matchup for them um but then i think 
Toronto definitely has the toughest matchup. They look the worst. Yeah, a lot of people are saying <laughs> that that's the final. That should yeah. have been the final. Um, or the presumptive final. I think Toronto actually, once I watched extended highlights of their game over the weekend, I think they actually missed a lot of chances. I, I'm, I kind of fancy their chances a little bit still. I think it'll be interesting. But um, all of this to say that, in my opinion, this is this is doable. I think we can do it. I think we can go after it, and I think um, if we take it seriously, which I th- think we are taking it seriously, we play an aggressive side, um, this is ours for the taking. As for the question, I guess I'll lead this into the question of, we have the game on Saturday as well yeah. against Portland. Uh, in my opinion, we go for it on Tuesday. What do you guys think? It makes no sense to me to save players for the MLS kickoff. Yeah. I, I think Jesse feels the same way. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think it's going to be all, all out. Who do you think plays? So I think it's going to be pretty similar to last week. Are you just? Are you probably just talking about center backs at this point, right? I'm talking about a lot. So, oh, right, wow. I forgot about the center backs. If you had asked me six hours ago, I would have said uh, Colin and Long probably, yeah. just because to be conservative. But, because but now the-, the team has basically <laughs> been like, we're going to fucking play the guy. So I believe them. He flew straight to t- Tijuana. Yeah, he's already yeah, there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Par- Parker and Long, I think. Jesse was basically like, yeah, he probably, won't, he probably won't know a couple you know, tactical things, but it'll, you'll figure it out. It'll be good enough. Four in the back? Uh, yeah, I would assume so. Then maybe switch to five at the end. Well, yeah, I, I think that like we have the personnel like where we can make a quick Quick, quick uh, change, a quick yeah. formation change, and and have it be almost seamless. Yeah, which is what it was once we scored. Right. Yeah. Uh, last week. Yeah, I really didn't notice or as much as I should. I have. think. Yeah. It took, Adams, a, it, it took a little while to be like not Felipe um, too soon. Uh, it, it took a, it took us a little while to like kind of point out. Yeah. Like oh right, like yeah, Adams is like just like just going bolting down the line on right the right. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. He's he's wing back again. Um, the only other question to me is Kaku. Does Kaku play? Yes. I also say yes. I, can't, I was hoping this would be a hot take because I, I, I think we're in the, honestly, because based on what I'm hearing about this team, it's a defensive-minded team. They bunker down the counter. Um, and the way that we would be able to break that is if we started our two-striker formation. Okay. I think that's a uh, like false frame, though, I guess. like I think like if we play with... Um, Royer and BWP and Kaku all on the field, like that. That's not necessarily less offensive. Isn't than the best way to? I don't, I don't disagree with you. I, I mean, I was going to say that Kaku kind of plays as a second striker who comes okay. back down to play as a ten, so that sure. it's kind of a fluid four-two-two-two to a four-two-three-one. Okay, if you know what I mean. Yeah, sure. I think it's just going to be a four-two-three-one. Yeah, uh, and I think it's going to be what we've been pretty comfortable with so far. Um, I guess. <sighs> Who plays where in the I would, three? I would guess that Muil plays because I think looking to, like, if if our last tie was an indication, there's going to be kind of a nervy, like a nervous stretch at the beginning where both teams are feeling each other out and getting nervous and trying to disrupt each other. I think that's what Muil Does specializes yeah. in and was good at kind of, like, disrupting and, and kind of finding space for himself even if he's not technically turning and smashing him in himself um he's so getting better though it wouldn't surprise me if he gets a solid half to 60 i mean when do we ever 71 out of half he it wouldn't 65. surprise me if he gets these 60 70 minutes um 
in place of Davis, but I don't think that's an indictment of Davis. I think it's just for this stage in the season, this kind of matchup. Plays I get the 10? I'm not totally sure that I, so I he think, plays, but I'd, I'd love it. I you think, don't think Kaku plays? I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I think that like you know you look at the best best players you have, and I, I think Davis is is just a better player than than Muil, and, and I. And and nah. I think you're entitled to your own opinion. You you just have this like weird thing going on with Will. And You'll see. You'll all see. I, okay, I think literally the entire fan base is waiting to see. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, I, but I think that Kaku will, will play in that ten spot, and then I think uh, Davis goes back out wide like last season. I think that's like if I, I if that, Davis starts reasonable. If Davis starts, I think he plays at the ten, and Kaku plays out wide. Uh, why? Because that's I don't know Kaku kind of played like that i actually i didn't really see where kaku played um against olympia it kind of felt like he was going out wide a lot but he also kept back and he's fairly central sure so i think that kaku starts i think that wheel starts because i think like brit was saying wheel does a good job of disrupting his pressing led to bwp's goal um you know and that davis while good is just going to be behind Kaku in the depth chart. I think that Jesse, like big signings like Kaku, just get played. Look, I don't think it's necessary. I, I agree with that. I think that at the same time, though, like you could arguably say that, like M- M- right now, Mawil, Davis, and, and Kaku are playing or are sharing two spots on yeah. the field. No, I just, I, and I, agree and I would with that. say of the three players, that Davis is a better player than Mawil and that Kaku is better than both of them. Right. I'm and, just, and, and I'm disagreeing. And I, know, yeah. I know that you're disagreeing with me, but I think that, like, it just it seems I, like it would be, I think it would be, there are more little... qualities that Muil adds to Jesse's eye that's well no I mean obviously yeah. that's why he's been playing so much but I think that like at a certain point uh, it, I think that Davis adds more set pieces he adds more uh, I think centrally Tchaikovsky uh, is good at taking set pieces too though uh, sure, but Davis has had had some great corners. Those those corners are yeah, so they're, they're gnarly. I, I think like the aggressive move is to play Davis. The conservative move is to play Muil. Yeah, it depends on what, what what we're gonna go for. But we have all these like attacking pieces. I feel like we should just throw them all out there and see what happens. So we should. We've partially answered this already, but this is heavily involved in what we got a question for through email from Brent, former guest of the show, friend of the show. Um, he says, I look forward to this matchup and the home opener against Portland on Saturday. I like the prospect of being able to field almost two teams. That said, who starts for CCL and the home opener? Go boast ele- best 11 for both, all three games, or go 11 for both CCL legs and field a B-plus team against Portland or any other combination? I forgot. So I think we've talked about Tuesday a lot. I am intrigued by the idea of Saturday, though, because um, I think, yeah, as we sang last week and as Brent sang, we, we have much more ability to field some to field something that approximates an A team. Yeah. Which guys, if they get minutes on Tuesday, would you feel comfortable playing again on Saturday? To, to start. Yeah. Wheel. I mean, Wheel is Adams. like, I would have said Felipe. Adam, Tuesday to Saturday, I feel like that's that, that's like... We haven't played since Thursday. It's not the worst turnaround. Yeah. I, I think but then the, we play again is, on Tuesday. And on the next Tuesday. Yeah. I think that a lot of it depends on the outcome of this game. And yeah. so, like, uh, if if we do somehow pull off a great result, uh, not even great, just passable result uh, tomorrow on Tuesday, then, like, I, I think 
uh, I would be comfortable playing some uh, different attacking options for longer periods of time. Yeah. So like I'd be happier, and and, and that's what we've been doing. So like I'd be really happy with like the, with getting Rivas some minutes, and then also Etienne. Yeah. Uh, and then just keeping wheeling and and then you know no I, BWP. I well I think that Brad can play, and I think that he can just come off earlier, or yeah. he can get put on if we're like. But I think that he would start the home opener. And I think that the, the club recognizes that they probably want to do that. But I think uh-huh. that, you know, I think that they would be pretty, like, you know, more inclined to be like, oh, just do a like for like swap with Rivas. And- Seems that Rivas might not be in Mexico. Not totally He's sure. Not. Okay. I wouldn't, I would play Muil for 60 or 70 on Tuesday and then start him again on Saturday. I would, whoever does not play between Kaku and Davis, play them on Saturday Agree. and flip, you know, uh, if one of them comes in to sub, have them start. If one of them subs, uh, or if one of them starts, have them sub. Uh, I would not play Royer on Saturday. Etienne. Uh, I would play Etienne. I would yeah. start Rivas up top. Uh, you would see, not play BWP for the home opener? I, I wouldn't, no. I mean, I wouldn't either, but optics-wise, do you think like the front office has uh, some no, pressure? I, I mean, come on. He's, playing, he's been here long enough. I mean, I think they'll still play him. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I think that they'll be like you know more inclined to slots to just take right. him out in the fiftieth minute. Robles the good news is that we don't have Western. to travel after Saturday. Uh, yeah, yeah. The um, and then uh, Parker probably plays on Tuesday. Does he play Saturday? No idea. Does Long get a rest? No idea. I could see Fidel getting some minutes on Saturday. Fidel and Fidel Colin. and Redding. I don't, I don't know. I, don't know. I, th- I think we. I think we keep a lot of the players in the back line. I think Taxi and Mario have no choice but to play yeah. all yeah. three games. Yeah. Um. I think uh, Bezigor Bezigor probably plays on Saturday. I think somewhere. that six. I I, I yeah. think that the that Jesse's going to be a little more apprehensive. I don't know. He's. I think he's going to play a lot of the same players. Yeah. T- uh, Tuesday, Saturday, and Tuesday. I, th- I feel like he's going to have very similar starting lineups. I think this is like, and I think that's just because that's how he's going to play it out. I, I don't, I don't have a good reason for it, but I think that's just based on what I've seen him do. I think that's going to, what's going to happen. But I think this is a great question for like right. throughout the entire season, because we have all this depth. This we is just, the season just inter- of rotation, we can, Jesse. We can interchange right. players a, a lot more fluidly we than we, play could, an ent- we ever could. We could play an entire bench 11 and probably beat Minnesota. Uh, that's, that's going to be a soundbite that I hear before I die. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I'll just, I guess the thing that's crystallized to me while we're talking about this is the three guys I would say are probably not going to play in both would be Royer, Shikovsky, and Kaku. Maybe Adams. I would be shocked if Adams gets 90 minutes in both. I think Kaku gets subbed in one of those games. I think he gets subbed in one of those games. He doesn't start all of them. He doesn't start all of them, yeah. yeah but those are the three guys I feel confident are not going to get 180 minutes. And I think a lot of it has to do with like the result on Tuesday. So, yeah. so like uh, I think Kaku starts the first game and starts the game on Saturday as well because of all of the hype and the media like that the club has put into it. So, yeah. Like, see Kaku's first game. Be there for Kaku. They yes. did call it his MLS debut. Yeah. So he's, he'll be he'll, he'll start. But I don't I, think he'll start. I think he'll pop on if anything for that. Why? It'll give him more drama. You know. Like, I guess I don't know. We'll I, give him a little more Hollywood. I, it depends whether he starts on Tuesday. To which point? Yeah. I would, yeah. I would not be shocked for a classic Jesse just reprint of the team yeah, yeah, from last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So I think if we went any further, we would uh, be talking about the Portland game, which we're going to leave to our recording later this week. Um, should we t- 
tackle the question that we got from Mike, or should we do I, prediction? I, I think we should do predictions because you know we said it's a short episode, but we're about like an hour and ten minutes in. We can we can cut out the part where I said short. <laughs> Not really. It's too late. <laughs> Psych. That's the wrong number. Um, predictions for <laughs> Zolos versus. Red Bulls on Tuesday in Tijuana. Well, Sam and I did our traditional pre-game FIFA <laughs> thing. So I, my, my, I say because <laughs> this is how it turned out. And by the way, I played as RBNY. We win four three away. Oh wow! Yeah. Congrats, congrats for winning. You only wow, make that wow. distinction because I think that's like the first time you've been <laughs> in FIFA. We've been making these predictions. We keep it mercifully. It years. We've been doing this for two years. This is the it, first time that took, you've had to make the it distinction. Took, it took Sam to get sick for me to win, but I'll take it for right. ZCL. I think. I think for the sake of consistency, I'm gonna say we're gonna we're gonna win four three as well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Everyone listening to this. I'm gonna balance out the uh <laughs> and I'm gonna go with zero zero. Okay. Um I think it's gonna be a snoozer. I feel like realistically we're gonna lose three, one three, nil. We're gonna lose like three to three to three to two. Yeah. Um okay, they that did, many they, goals? I don't think they're gonna be that many they're goals. They're a conservative team. Yeah. I think that but I think that we'll we'll end up scoring. I think they will score. Oh, if we score two. first, the game will open up. I think it'll open up. And I think it's because we're gonna play all these attacking players. I think it's going to be exciting. To You're watch. just so excited to have attacking players. <laughs> yeah, since like 2015 when we had like just this like these juggernauts on every side. Uh, 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 Mike Grella. Yeah, legend. Uh, Mike Grella. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ankle breaker. Uh, Mike, we did get your emails. They're very good, but I think we're going to leave them till Wednesday, so not too much longer. And uh, added benefit of this is we'll actually get to see Tim Parker play with us, and I think we'll be able to answer them better. And Fernando can contribute. Yes, true. Um, speaking of that, yeah, Fernando is going to come on on Wednesday. If you have any questions about Kaku Watch or Metro Fan TV, if you've heard of that, uh, send them our way and we can ask them to him in person. Uh, did I have anything else? Oh, our fantasy league is technically still open because we didn't set the correct number of players or something. So, guess what? Week one is a practice week. You can still join. Ah. Um, it's it's public so just search it view from 202's yeah. league and then you can also just like go to our twitter we've been linking in a bunch there yeah we're but, also yeah. doing an internal points league so we're gonna try to compete against each other to keep ourselves honest oh, and setting we? lineups yeah yeah, yeah you okay. have also not joined that one yet yeah but, no i gotta join but, so basically we haven't started the league because sam hasn't joined yet oh there was a benny question oh there was a benny yeah, question. Right. i think this is uh a this quick is appropriate yeah, for yeah. the post uh, under this one, uh, subject, which would make a win more lame? Uh, which would make a victory feel more lame? A victory because the USA fucked up the opposing team's country and then started making it harder for people from that country to come to the U.S. Oh, I don't know where that scenario would huh. come from. Huh. Or a victory because your team put in X-lax in the other team's pizza. Or, or I'm adding on here myself, maybe lasagna, perhaps? Um Benny clarifies, and to make clear, this is not a moral question, but a question about what feels more lame and messed up to you personally as a fan. Hmm. Well, is it a forfeit victory? No, I, I believe with the X lacks. I believe compared to the. I believe Benjamin is referring to our recent victory against Olympia, which was aided by the denial of several visas to important players, and then I don't know if you, I'm not as confident about this one, but the pizza thing does seem like a. Uh, reference to like 2004 ish Tottenham uh 
potentially could have overtaken Arsenal for the first time in like 500 years because uh, you know back then um, and uh, <laughs> not last season yeah um, that was you know before they had you know black and white and all that but um, but they <laughs> fucked it up and they lost to I think a rele- relegation side because they had a bunch of lasagna that apparently gave everyone food poisoning so they fucked it up on the final game of the season where all they had to do was like get a win or a point or something um, so I'm going to say that second option is personally gratifying and hilarious to me. So that doesn't <laughs> seem, and there's not even any foul play proven for that. So <laughs> not to prove it. Yeah. Um, however, on the other hand, this is tough because we did basically just witness the previous scenario, scenario and I, you know, We're I feel, kind of, I feel great. Yeah. I'm kind of like glowing from it a little bit, yeah, unfortunately, but it is objectively fucked up that yeah. we, uh, condoned a coup in a country that eventually led on to instability now. Um, but I guess, I guess maybe I'll rationalize my way out of this and be like, that didn't, that didn't necessarily need lead to their, uh, fan ban. Cause that was actually technically unrelated. Because that, that was just, they, you know, the coup no, didn't make mm-mm, people throw. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Wait, that's, yeah, that's that's dodging no. the question because yep. it's, it's mm-hmm. the visa yeah. problems. Yep. Also, yeah, it's more global because it's not even necessarily the coup. It's no. just the whole patterns yeah. of, yeah, exploitation. Hmm. Yeah, that's a clear answer here. The, the, I'm going yeah, with the, the first, first one. one's just yeah. much more, yeah. <laughs> damn, much more of a pit. It reminds me, I think one of the key moments I had that kind of like made me realize I was not as into the national team anymore was it was the last World Cup we made, which when even was that? Was that in black and white? 2014. 2014. Um, yeah, in Brazil. We were playing Ghana <laughs> again or somebody, yeah. and somebody was like, yeah, let's like go like spread some freedom on them, and it was like kind of a jokey Colbert kind of thing. Yeah, and I was like, eh. it's still not funny. I was like, I don't know, like saying that about like a West African country in particular. Like, also, it's 2018 eh. national. It's current year national pride. It's current. Yeah, it's like, come on, folks, get up with the current year. <laughs> but um, uh, thank you for making me feel bad, Benny. Is that what you wanted? Now we're sad. Do you just like avoid the news? Because that's like, <laughs> no, quite, <laughs> quite the opposite. Um, cool. Any parting thoughts before we end this not short episode? Um, can we make it a little not shorter and just like little like favorite Felipe moments really quick? Oh uh, yeah, because we didn't really do that. That's uh, true. I'm gonna say mine was the game against Houston where we had two goals. Mm-hmm. One of them was just like that outrageous goal from outside the box. It was so nice. Top corner. Yeah. Beautiful. He saved he saved that game single handedly. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um my favorite Felipe moments actually not from when he played for the Red Bulls. Wow. He was playing for Montreal and he like kind of dived at one point and then Joe Bendick, who was playing for Toronto at the time, mm-hmm. picked him up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then you started blabbing at. Him. <laughs> that's yeah, funny. Uh, I think that's the best Felipe gif on the internet. I'm gonna go for the obvious one and say the goal he scored uh, that was going about two miles per hour past Joe Sa- uh, Je- Saunders. What's, what's Josh, Josh Saunders? Josh Saunders, sad boy, sad yeah. boy Saunders, generic boy Saunders. Um, at, which was infamously right after the Grella nutmeg, um, legendary Red Bulls moment that Felipe will always be etched into forever so uh good luck felipe i don't know how to boa suerte i don't know how to say that in portuguese that's how i'm guessing i guess good luck except for on august 18th when we play you 
Although, so if he pulls some Felipe shit back in the st- I'm stadium, the cheer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I won't even cheer. be mad. It'll be like, yeah, the I end think the of, game's in Vancouver. Damn though. it. It'll <sighs> be like the end of Rudy. We're all just going to stand up and chant <laughs> Felipe over and over crying. Is that what happens at the end of Rudy? I, can't, I think so. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. Whatever. We should end it there before we <laughs> say anything else. Stop and me too late I'ma get all the things I like